but I just randomly remembered that I probably shared with both of you as well. I went to an interview and I just literally laughed through everything because <laughs> I was just so nervous. I just couldn't get like a word oh out. So I literally like every five minutes, I was, they would ask me a question. I start to talk and then I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're not funny. It's not you guys. <laughs> oh, bless you. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Listen In podcast. My name's Aradna. My name is Anya. And my name's Boomi. Let's get into it. Okay, so we are going to delve into our experiences with actually getting a job. So obviously there's lots of... um, phases to that from when you apply to having interviews um, and everything in between so um, the three of us all have very interesting (laughs) experiences so um, yeah let's let's get into it how do we feel about going to interviews then so the interview process can be so scary um, mm. for some people. For some people, it's not scary. It's exciting. They love it. They thrive mm. off it. Um, how did you feel about going to interviews? Um, yeah, so for me, um, interviews haven't really been um, a difficulty or, or an issue for me prior to working in speech therapy. Um, I always, I had... Um, I guess confidence in interviews and I used to do um, quite well in them so in my other roles of retail or even um, you know um, g- getting a place at university but I don't know with with speech and language therapy um, I did find the interview process quite difficult um, and I think that um, it was quite, um, I ended up feeling quite nervous, like more nervous than, than I used to. Um, and it was just quite challenging um, for me to go to interviews and to have success during those interviews. And what about it did you find more challenging? I think... Hmm. It's quite tricky, you know, like it was just very, it felt very pressured. Um, and not to say that my other interviews weren't pressured because I, like I said, I've done other interviews where it was very competitive and, and I was fine, but I just um, found that I think obviously going back to what we said in, in another episode, like, I'd had a bad experience of placement, number one. So I think my um, confidence was not great um, at that that point. And I think there were things that were in the way as well, um, Mm. which I'm sure we'll, we'll probably talk about more during this conversation. I don't want to kind of jump the gun but I just found it interesting 
how many interviews that I had to go to before I got a job. Um, and how many interviews did you have before you got I a had, job? I had eight or nine interviews. Wow. Yeah, I lot. had eight or nine. I remember like um, a year later when I went back to uni to do this talk about um, what it's like to be a newly qualified therapist. Um, I actually spoke last. There were three of us. Um, there was one other girl who was, um, I, yeah, she's white British. And then there was one guy who was on our course as well, um, white British. Um, so, and then there was me. Um, and they did their presentations and they were all like, yep, so I had an interview and I got the job. Or like, I had two interviews and I got the job. And then I did mine and I was like, well, I did, that wasn't me. <laughs> I had mm. like eight or nine interviews. Like I knew the number at that time. I can't remember now, mm. like eight or nine. And I remember the lecturer, she, um, she was really lovely. Like she really supported me when I was at uni and mm. her face was like, oh my good. Like you could see the shock in her face um, that I'd had that many interviews. Um, and how did that make you feel seeing her shock, <laughs> seeing the shock on her face? How did that make you feel? I didn't really think about it, you know. I didn't really, mm. um, you know these things, you don't think about it at the time. But I think it's an indication that something's kind of off. And I think we have to be clear at the end of the day. I know some of the things that I did that didn't help me to do well in the interview so some of those things we can talk about <laughs> and I hope that mm. people listen to it and learn from me um but I think that it's interesting you know um I read a mm. blog recently um of a, a, someone that I know who's um a, a black therapist that worked in adults and she said in this blog that she had 15 interviews before she got her first job and I just thought wait a minute goodness me <laughs> yes, I was like wait I had a lot of interviews too and so and so had a lot of interviews too like I don't know if somehow some you know those sort of unconscious biases are at play um mm. in interviews and puts up another barrier for you to sort of overcome so if you have that we all know that you know people have unconscious unconscious biases so then on top of that you come and you're super nervous and mm. not answering in the way that they want you to or, or they need you to um that's like another barrier you know yeah. um so yeah i think it made me feel very um it made me feel like i couldn't that i was doing something wrong <laughs> there's a few that i know what i did wrong <laughs> Um, but it did make me feel like, why aren't I, is this thing for me after I've spent all this time studying, is this mm. career actually for me? Um, and will I ever get a job? Um, and I was considering maybe trying something else at, at one stage. Um, but I, I got a job in the end. So yeah, mm. I made it. Um <laughs> Well, good. <laughs> and what yeah. about you, Bumi? What was your experience like um, going to interviews in general? 
Yeah. I was thinking about it whilst um, Ravna was speaking in terms of, um, I know she was saying that she's been naturally good at interviews. I just actually like thought about it and I was like, I don't think I've been that good at interviews, even prior to speech and language. I don't know what it was about me, but even like some retail jobs will tell me, sorry, can't take you on, like regardless of the interview style, if that makes sense. So whether mm. it's an, a one-to-one interview, a small group, whatever the setting, I just, I think I just wasn't good enough at selling myself. Again, mm. that's not to say there weren't other things in the way. Um, but again, I can't remember ever like going to an interview and feeling like, oh, I aced that one. Oh, I was just really good at it, that sort of thing. Um, so I think interviews just naturally, like they, I just don't do naturally well at interviews. Um, and even now, I remember when I had to apply for my um, band six post, I remember how jittery I felt. And this was within a team that I've worked with for at least two years at that point in time. And I'd got really comfortable with working in that team, if that makes sense. Mm. But actually seeing them in an interview situation, the jitters came back and mm. I didn't anticipate it on that level, but it did. So I haven't been one for um, interviews anyway. Um, and I don't think it helped me much that I took like literally, I think nearly a year. Well, not that I wanted to take a year out, but in the end it took me over at least a year before I, between graduation and actually getting my first job. Mm-hmm. Um, because once I came out of uni, I was like, I need a little break. So I carried mm-hmm. on working. I worked in the um, um, care sector at, at that point in time and I carried on working for a bit because I was like, I need a break. And I think by the time I was then ready to apply, I just kind of like lost my flow if that makes sense I was like mm. kind of like oh it feels all very new and like oh would I remember anything from university all that kind of stuff so that didn't help um yeah I can think of a few things that I did in terms of um things that I did wrong but I think we'll get to that at some point in mm. the conversation in terms of just talking about things we could have done better um but like like you said um Aravna, um I I, I after a while, I lost count of how many interviews I've been in. At least the, t- the last time I counted, there was at least 10. Mm. <laughs> um, and I just, I just started to lose count after that. I was like, there's no point counting. Um, mm. To the point that when I actually got a positive confirmation, um, so my role when I got my band five job, actually when the lady called me, I assumed she was calling me to tell me another, I'm sorry. So like, I wasn't even listening to her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening to her at all. Um, and then she had to say it again for me to get the point. But yeah, it was a um, tedious experience for me. And I remember my sister used to make comments like, oh, you're naturally good at communicating. What about you then, Anya? Um, I think similar to both of you, I had a lot of interviews um, once um, finishing my degree in speech therapy and looking for a speech therapy specific job. Prior to that, it was it wasn't too bad because I had retail jobs. I had a few that I didn't get, and then a few that I did get, um, retail wise. So I had a mixed experience, um, and then I think post uni speech therapy interviews I found more challenging, um, and I think similar to what Aradna said, I genuinely didn't have that confidence. I think because of my experience through uni and it just being difficult I just felt that going to an interview um I just found it really like I just I don't know I just associated it as being something just as difficult Mm. um and I went for a few interviews 
Um, but actually, I think before I went to the interviews, I just found it hard even being offered an interview Same. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I found I was spending lots of time on my application forms, but I just wasn't even getting to that interview point. Mm. and mm. Um, that was really disheartening particularly as Rabna said I was hearing about lots of other people from our course who had just got jobs straight away and there I am six months in mm. with like probably like I think there's only like one interview or something in that time or mm. that time so it was really hard and I think I've mentioned in the last episode um that I actually um wanted to work with adults that was my passion mm. and I just could not get a job I tried I tried I tried applying I changed my application form nothing and the feedback I was getting was that um like just even to get to the interview stage I couldn't even get there but the feedback that I was mm. getting was that um I needed to have more experience and I was like, mm-hmm. well, my final year placement was with adults I had an adult placement in my uh, first year, like in the stammering clinic. Then I had another adult placement, which was for aphasia. I'm thinking, well, actually, I've had quite a few adult placements, more than most people in my course. So mm. how have I not got enough experience? And what mm. on earth am I meant to do to get more experience? Mm. I started to volunteer. I was volunteering for the Stroke Association at some point. Um, there's lots of different things I was trying to do, but I just couldn't seem to get get in mm. get my foot in the door so then I thought do you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna start to apply for work with children um because I like children anyway so I was like I'll just try this <laughs> um and I started to apply but and I was getting more success although it wasn't a lot I was still getting more success um so yeah mm. I ended up going down the, the route of children and Again, I felt like, oh, I need to have more experience because I'm not getting hired. So that's when I went and did, um, I applied for teaching assistant jobs. And I remember like when I applied for a teaching assistant job, um, I went through a recruitment agency and they said to me, wow, you, you are more than qualified for a teaching assistant job because of your degree in speech therapy. And I remember thinking, okay, <laughs> you know great but would you hire me a job <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean but he's he, they were recruiting for um teaching assistant jobs and things like that and I was like okay great but I'm not getting I'm not getting to that interview stage so I was really mm. frustrated mm. but I think speaking to you Robna helps encourage me to keep going <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. I think that um all the things that you were doing are really good as well of you know some people when they um finish uni they do want to go for like um another role first to get experience in another you know in other things so they might take an assistant role or they might I think the other thing to mention is that it was I think when we graduated it was a bit more difficult to get jobs it wasn't as bad as there was there was a couple of years before us where there weren't any speech therapy jobs at all yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, it was mm. re- like I remember, like people who had graduated before had a really tough time, um, but by our time, it was it was better. Um, mm. But I think all the things that you're saying are, are like good things to do as well. So, like 
if you can afford to to volunteer you you do have the ability to volunteer doing those things things like that but um i think the application thing is um really important because i had that thing as well of not getting even through to the interview stage and it was when i went to um the careers advice they said actually you need to, you need to structure it like this so they didn't actually yeah. change my sentences or anything they just structured it in a way that ticked the interviewers boxes and I think yeah. that that's something that um you know um people who are looking for jobs any job need to be aware of is that there, there tends to be a structure that they want and there are usually people that can help you to learn about the structure because it changes like everything else it changes all the time so um if you do have access to those things access it and get that support to to do what you need to to get into the interview stage but yes um it was quite yeah. hard i think it's important to let others know that some sometimes you will have this experience of just having the struggle to actually get your foot in the door but you will eventually um eventually mm. get there I think you're dropping really good tips, Arabna. I think you've like shared two already in terms of like obviously approaching other people for help, the people that can actually help you structure your application mm. the right way. Mm. And also just having that determination in terms of knowing what you want to do. And whilst you guys were speaking, actually, I was thinking back about some of my experiences and I'll try and share very quickly just because mm. I think it might be helpful for someone. Um, I remember because it took me so long, I had like given well-meaning family members and friends telling me do you think this is the right thing try something else I mean it got to a point I started to put out CVs for clinical trials like I wanted to be a clinical like work within the clinical research you mm. know like for like um developing new drugs and stuff like that and I started mm. to kind of like just like speak to one of my friends who worked in that field and she gave me like tips and stuff like that to actually like just kind of at least get my foot in the door but it just mm. didn't feel natural Mm. like I knew like obviously like from having placements I knew um that I really wanted to like do speech and language therapy and then so I think I've obviously having that prior experience kept me going so actually like just dropping a tip in there as well that actually I think if people get a chance to work in the area of their interest like actually doing a bit of like work experience or whatever it's in, mm. in that particular field that can actually keep you motivated for like probably when the going gets tough or like mm. when it's difficult to get a new job because mm. at least you know for sure that you want to do it and I think having placement helped me to just stay resolute in my decision mm. and I remember someone commented after I finally got my job she was like I can't believe you stuck with it like despite everything we said to you I can't believe you just kept going with it mm. so definitely being tenacious is definitely a good thing and mm. I'll just share quickly some of my interview experiences I make it very brief like you Anya I, I remember like I went for I, I tried to like going to a TA roles. In the end, I got some like positions working in special needs school. And I remember that I just kept it very quiet that I had speech and language experience. Um, so the agency recruiting me knew that I did. Um, that's how they could sell it to the school. But when I got to the school, I just didn't mention it because mm. I just didn't want people to put me on the spot. And But again, it was just nice just going into that situation because, again, I didn't have any experience of working um, in special schools on any of my placements. Mm. So it was just nice to actually just go into that situation and learn with fresh eyes rather than going in and saying, well, I can help you with this and help you with that. So that was really mm. good. I remember like interviewing for SLTA, SLTTA roles as well and how they'll tell me I was overqualified. I was like, well, I know, but I can't seem <laughs> to get 
job. So can you at least offer me this and then I can work my way up? But they weren't having it either. Yeah. Um, another one really horrible one I went for a whole year of interview at a school that um, was a special specialist school for children with um, profound and multiple learning difficulties mm-hmm. and it was a whole day interview I'm not joking they literally like had so they had me in a face-to-face interview like in- interview situation with about three or four um, interviewers mm-hmm. but then they also like had me doing real life experience I had to prepare therapy sessions for two children actually and I had to run like a one I had to do one therapy session and then a group a small group um therapy sessions show them it was a whole day and they they called me at the end of that to tell me that um i i was okay but they didn't feel like it was fair to offer me the job without other people trying out i was like surely you know i mean that's ridiculous why did you do it (laughs) why did you even invite me exactly you could have told me before that and actually it was when you're talking i remember that it's just interesting the number of things that we just yeah the back burners of our minds isn't it yeah keep things going for ourselves Yeah. yeah but definitely just keep going if you know that that's what you want to do don't let the situation deter you at some point it will happen mm. like Ravna said to me it wasn't your job mm. and then ultimately my job came yeah I remember going to different types of um interviews <laughs> some of them now I think about I'm like what in the world <laughs> um but one that sort of stuck out in my mind um was a group interview that I went to which I hate group interviews number one I didn't know it was a group interview until um, they sent the, the thing. And um, it was actually in an area outside of London, like quite far, um, like maybe an hour and a bit driving. And um, I was the only um, person of colour at the interview. Um, and actually in the whole, uh, whole area, I didn't really see anybody else didn't see any Asians, didn't see anybody. Um, It was just, you know, a majority white area, which is, like I said, I grew up in those sort of areas. It's fine. But I don't know if, because it was a group interview, um, there's this, obviously, this level of um, competition of people wanting to show that they are the one. (laughs) They're the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I can't stand that. (laughs) So then, like... I don't, me personally, I don't think that's the best way to interview people for speech therapy, but that's, that's an aside. So then um, they'll ask a question and it was basically whoever was the fastest to start talking would start talking and say everything they could think of under the sun. So then when it came to you, you didn't really have anything to say, but aside from that interview, mm. um, what was really interesting is I just didn't feel comfortable there. I just felt so uncomfortable. The manager that was interviewing, it was like a manager and another lady. That manager was so lovely. She was so kind. And she was really, you know, when they say people have kind eyes, she had really kind eyes and she was really encouraging. And mm. she had quite a nurturing sort of presence. Um, so I just sort of focused on her because I just, I felt, uncomfortable with the other applicants as well to be honest because they kind of um like left us like you know they give you like little tests and things so then you finish the test and then they they take it away to do whatever they do with it um and we i don't know if we were having a break or if it was when we were waiting for the interview to start but like they were having conversations and stuff and 
I just wasn't really, they weren't really including me or acknowledging me. So like I'd say something and they'll just be like, yeah, well, then they'll carry on talking about what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even when some of the other staff came to the like place we were waiting in, there wasn't any sort, the sort of interaction wasn't great. I didn't feel um yeah it just didn't feel nice so that didn't help me feel comfortable for the interview anyway so I remember um when I finished that interview I was just a bit like if I actually get this job would I want to work here apart from this Mm. nice this this lovely manager (laughs) apart from her would I actually feel comfortable working here and I just felt like no I wouldn't I was still disappointed when I didn't get that job um Mm. And what was really nice is she called me and she gave me all this feedback and she was like, I don't think it'll be long before you get another job. Next time do this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't feel comfortable there. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't get that job. Um, <laughs> because yeah, it would have been, it wouldn't have been nice, I don't think. Yeah, I think a Greek interview is a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why people do it because they want to see how you know, how you interact in a group setting. So how you interact with others, how you work with mm. others, how you conduct yourself and what you, what you say, all of those things. But I think as a, mm. as a new, someone new out of uni going into your first job, mm. that is quite, that's quite a lot. That's quite scary. Why? Um, <laughs> yeah, because I think as well, there's a, you're already feeling stressed because you're going to an interview and then you're, you've got added pressure of feeling like, oh my gosh, now I have to compete with these other mm, people. Mm. I went to a group interview as well, but this is for a retail job for, um, yeah, I won't say, I was just about to say which company it was, but, I was <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, it's a really nice company. Um, and I would have loved to have worked there because um, I always shop there. But um, yeah, I just, the, the interview that I had, uh, the group interview was just, I just really didn't like it because, <laughs> like I said, I had to battle and yeah, it was mm, just not good. Mm, it's not good, but yeah. I didn't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, this talk is reminding me of like also really silly things that happen at interviews. <laughs> yeah, tell so, us about some things. Let's oh talk my about gosh. Some mistakes. Some mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Go on, then. So, like, um, I went. To, I went to one interview in London and um, like at the beginning of the interview, like we had like a test or something. Um, I had a test in some rooms. I did the test and I had to go sit back in the waiting area and then they called me in. So the room was set up where, um, so that they, let's say it was like a square sort of room. So they called me in and there were three of them sitting in a row um, sort of at the back of the room. But then, where it like in sort of semicircle sort of formation but then in the area that I entered where the door was there was oh. like a table and a chair so I walked in and I sat at the table and the chair <laughs> but I my body was like <laughs> my body was turned away from them and they were like uh <laughs> they were like you're supposed to sit here and then I noticed the chair in front of them I was like oh, oh no it was so funny but we all started laughing it was just so funny they were really lovely as well um 
it's a trust that I know people that work there now and stuff. They were really lovely. I didn't get the job, but it's, it's all good. It's fine. <laughs> I forgive them. <laughs> but that was just, that was so funny. I was just like, what was I thinking? Oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that table and chair in that spot? In Why the was it there? Yeah. Especially after, like, I'd just done a test in another room. So I think in my head I was thinking, oh, I need to do another test, like, mm. right in front of the door. So I was like, well, <laughs> I sat down and I sort of turned and looked at them and everybody was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's so embarrassing. This just reminds me, actually, of one embarrassing story I've got from it into. This one wasn't actually that long ago, which is probably worse. <laughs> um but oh my gosh I went to this interview and I was feeling a bit nervous anyway but I thought you know I'll be fine I just kind of calmed myself down sat down and then um the person who's interviewing me said oh you know would you like a drink and I was like oh yeah please and she had like a a jug of water and I went to pour the water in the cup (laughs) and then I I poured it in, it was fine. And then I was just there and I knocked it over. I knocked over my cup. It went over me. It was so (laughs) embarrassing. I was wet. (laughs) I was just wet. (laughs) And then I I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I was trying to like, like, oh, don't worry. And I was trying to like find (laughs) tissue and like clean it up. And then that threw me off. My goodness. For that interview, I tried to pull myself back together, but I was so embarrassed. I was like, all the things that happen, you can't make Mm. this up. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) I know. But do you know, funnily enough, though, um, I think, so going back to what I was saying earlier, I think part of the reasons why I didn't get some other jobs is because I did lack a lot of confidence. And one thing that I noticed is that the first job that I did get, I felt so calm mm. and confident. Mm. Not that I was arrogant with it. I just felt fine. I was like, yeah. I'm just going to go to this interview. I felt really positive about it. I felt relaxed mm. for the first time in mm. ages. And everything, we had to do a test to start off with like a written test I did that test and then I went into the interview room I met the managers who both seemed really lovely mm. and yeah I was fine I was mm. smiling laughing I traveled like a good hour and a half to get there because it was out of London but yeah it, it went really well that interview mm. and I got the job and I was really glad to start there I moved to that area for work so mm. yeah I mm. think just I think the way you feel does definitely impact on how the interviews go completely definitely so yeah I think it's so important to Mm. have confidence Mm. yeah and I feel like um just to jump on that um Anya like I had the same thing Mm. where you know I probably had more than eight or nine to be honest there's one interview that I went to twice (laughs) um but I think I got to a stage where I was just like do you know what I don't care anymore I just got to that sort of stage where I was like, if you give me a job, fine. If you don't give me a job, fine. <laughs> so mm. I think I went in with a bit of a, and I, I wouldn't say that people should have a I don't care attitude, mm. but I think there was something about that, that um, feeling that came across as confidence. Yeah. It wasn't definitely. confidence. It was just like, I've actually had enough. Do what you want to do. 
you ask me these questions yeah. I'm gonna answer you make your decisions I'm ready to move on if you don't like I had that sort of like bam 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 in my head and I just went to the interview so then when I got the job yeah. I was like oh like because I because you had had all these failures before I was just a bit like oh okay like and even in the interview like I remember like afters I remembered that they were complimenting me on my answers but I think because everything had been so bad before I was just like yeah whatever like whatever Mm. like next question can we just get this over and done with sort of thing um Mm. obviously not with a bad I'm saying this now in a very like jokey sort of way but um yeah yeah, I feel like it came across as as um confidence so I think if you actually have confidence that's great but if you don't you have to fake it till you make it and um, yeah. make sure that you don't put things in your own way like walking in and sitting where you're not supposed to sit <laughs> <laughs> or even I just remembered this other interview the one that I went to twice where like because <laughs> it was the second time I went like I knew what they were going to ask me and I prepared for it but there was one question that they asked me about like commissioners or something and it was like my weak point at the time and I'd like revised it and everything but then they asked me and my mind just went blank and I was just like what in the world what am I gonna say so I just started saying stuff and you could see their face like what are you talking about (laughs) and then I was just like now but yeah it's really funny that these things like I say I think it goes it's so like locked into the confidence thing because like we said Mm. before Mm. I was fine I Mm. I did very well I did um you know competitive things and got through but something Mm. knocked my confidence Mm. on top of everything else in in life that you deal with coming from a minority group um that we have to sort of caveat here as well it ends up too much and it Mm. um it really does affect how you how you um, come across and from your guys experiences from the people who were interviewing you and mm. um, were any of them from ethnic minorities were any of them black no no not one the no, job that you. i actually got um the yeah the the interviewers were um from european countries so they weren't british um, um yeah but no I did have in some of my London um interviews there were a few people from the other Bain um communities but um no one there wasn't there weren't any um black interviewers but we know that we're a we're a minority in the minority in speech therapy so it's kind of like um I guess Mm. I I didn't expect to see now I feel like I would expect that more because there there should be Mm. more people of more yeah 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 Yeah. I just thought it'd be interesting yeah just to Mm. think about that whether that would have played a part with we if we went to those interviews and we saw someone who I guess we could relate to on that level whether yeah. that would have mm. made a difference I don't know I mean no. the people who recruited me in the end were English mm. you know sorry um all my other jobs that I've ever had 
and everything else I've been interviewed for. I have never been interviewed by a black person in this, in this England. I haven't. So it's not, (laughs) it's not like a new thing, but I just think with the whole health, um, you know, health sector, working for the NHS, things like that, mm. or, or getting involved in that sector, there is a culture in terms of interviews, interview styles, and who they're looking for as well. Mm. Um, that if you're not that person, if you're not that prototype, yeah, it's quite hard. Yeah, putting your knowledge aside, mm. there are barriers in the way that you have to yes. overcome um on top of being like everybody else and being a new student and being nervous and Mm. not having confidence um yeah yeah me go ahead you were gonna say something. yeah definitely agree yeah I was just gonna like just share like obviously I know that we kind of like moved on from mistakes but just randomly remembered that I probably shared with both of you as well I went to an interview and I just literally laughed through everything (laughs) <laughs> because I was just so nervous I just couldn't get like a word oh out so I literally like every five minutes I was, they would ask me a question I start to talk and then I'm like I'm so sorry <laughs> you're not funny it's not you guys <laughs> oh bless you they did absolutely everything they gave me breaks they offered me water oh. <laughs> it I don't know what it was but I was just so nervous all I could do was laugh because I was laughing at how preposterous the situation was mm. <laughs> like how yeah I laughed through it all I can definitely relate with what you guys have been talking about as well Mm. in terms of like just all the experiences going to interviews actually whilst you're talking I was saying that um I was thinking that I don't know again I agree that I don't think you would have I don't know if you would have made a difference if there was something from the Bay someone from of of BAME origin like on the interview on any of the Mm. interview panels that I've been to but also I think sometimes when you do see someone you can relate to Mm. um I think it just makes you feel a bit more relaxed and you like, you feel a bit more like, well, maybe I can fit in here. Mm. Um, but I think there's also a lot of underrepresentation. So if you think about it, lots of, I was having this conversation with a colleague actually, who's of um, BAME descent as well. Um, and we're talking about how people, well, people actually plowing the field. So um, more you're kind of like band three, band four type of people. Mm-hmm. You still get like a mix of diverse people. But the, mm. the more you start to work your way to the top, the less representation of different um, ethnic back, um, people from ethnic um, backgrounds, yeah. the less representation there is. Yeah. So by the time you actually get to be like getting interviews with say like a band seven, for example, or a band eight, mm. there's rarely ever an opportunity for it to be a, a person of BAME origin. And mm. I, I'm, I'm glad that things are changing now. Mm. And actually just looking um, in the bulletin, I actually saw um, in the middle page that there've been conversations in terms of like student SLTs and like what they thought um, about diversity and stuff like that. So it's mm. good that we're having this conversation and within our, yeah. um, within our profession as well. And again, like you guys said, you guys know like a few more um, therapists of BAME origin, whereas you guys are the only ones I know. <laughs> So it's just yeah. that there are more and more people. There's definitely That's a lot more now. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a lot more. Um, mm. Yeah. So I guess to round up then, we've spoken a lot around um, our kind of journey through interviews, um, some of the things that we found um, challenging, some of the mistakes we've made along the way. Um so, and we've touched on some general tips, but I kind of want to speak a bit more about that, about our 
our general tips. So um, what general tips do we have really that we can share with others, with our listeners? That I remember that one of um, our lecturers at university, um, she said to me that the more you know, the more confident you feel. Mm. And I think there is truth to that because you will feel, the more you know, like the more knowledgeable you are, um, you you have confidence to deliver in that capacity. But I think also people undermine or overlook the place of self-esteem mm. because the truth is no matter how good you are or knowledgeable you are, if you don't feel it or if you don't see it about yourself, you're still going to come off as lacking confidence. Mm. So you might be confident in the, you might know more, but your person's not telling you that you do. I mean, I've had situations where I've been in um, probably like, therapy being observed for example and people say oh that was really good well delivered and stuff like that and all I can mm. think about is the negatives I'm like oh I didn't feel like that because I can't see myself that way if that makes sense so I think absolutely important to actually apart from having the knowledge working on your self-confidence as well just brings things together it just makes a I don't know a builds a fuller picture of who you are really for yourself as well yeah definitely mm. Mm. um i think i would say um definitely getting the help um as we said earlier in the in today's discussion and um again getting support whether it's like moral support from friends family whoever is really important and just not giving up like it's not necessarily you sometimes um mm. it's just not the right job for you or you know um you know i think one thing that you really forget when you're starting out and you're going to interviews is that you're interviewing them as well um yeah so that that example that i gave about that place where i went and i was uncomfortable like that was a sign to me that that was probably not where i should be you know so you have to kind mm. of look at it on both sides you as the person and seeing can I actually fit into this place do I like the way that they're interacting with me do I feel judged here are they trying to support me as much as they can in an interview like you know those sort of things or whatever's um, important to you in in that way so I think realizing that it's a two-way process as well um and I think there's it's yeah. really important to ask for feedback um at whatever oh, yeah. stage because I remember mm. like um before I went to uni for the help with the application I applied to one job and I didn't get shortlisted and I thought let me I'm a type of person where I, I always just think what's the harm like I'm gonna ask the question I'm gonna do whatever so I emailed the manager and I said um you know can you give me any feedback on my application and this manager she's also love I've never met her but I still remember her name just because of what she did um mm. she sent me the longest email detailing like I think she did this beef like uh, it might have been around the same time as uni so I think it was her advice and the uni's advice actually saying oh you know this was good this you know do this um and then some interviews they gave me really good feedback of what to do better some of them was just ridiculous but I won't go into that now so I think it's just like getting feedback and trying to apply that feedback and you know I'll say for um other speech and language therapy students or any other healthcare person who is um also you know black like us or from the BAME background we already mm. know that the um sort of 
things, the barriers, the things that we have to go through ever. But for me, I feel like try not to um, focus on that too much because I feel like that can also um, make you even more mm. nervous. You know, mm. try your best to, yeah, just, just try your best um, and see how it goes. And um, know that you are also worthy of getting that job all these people going to the interview mm. they also applied and you were shortly listed just as they were you also went to university you are just yeah. as qualified so mm -hmm. this is just a system to see whether you fit into the team and whether the team fits to you is is how i would put it now to a younger self mm. myself. so yeah um i think yeah. it's important On today's episode, we talked about the journey to getting our first SLT jobs, the mistakes we made, the obstacles we encountered, and some tips we hope you find useful for your journey too. We would like to encourage you to share your experiences with us as well. Don't forget to follow us on our social media handles, like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Until next time, bye.